Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Nathan Crankfield. Excited to share with you this episode today from Josie Coleman and her rock star sister, Maria Coleman. And so they came together here to talk about um, just the virtue of play and the importance of having fun and, and how we can get too focused on productivity, you know, and, and being too serious in our spiritual lives and things like that. And so Josie's a great example of this. Obviously, both of them are because they're both two uh, just go-getters academically. Um, in their sports careers, they've, they've both won championships at the collegiate level. They're rock stars uh, in the spiritual life. And so it's really awesome to hear them talk about this as two achievers to talk about how it's just possible that we get too focused on productivity and achieving things. I know I've caught myself falling into that trap in my own life. And so hopefully they help shake all of us out of this today, those of us who have fallen into it, um, and just wake us up to the importance of being present in our lives. And just really being open to what God is calling us to and not just making assumptions that productivity equals holiness. So hope you enjoy. God bless. You were never out of the fight. You were created for a time such as this. And you are now preparing to be sent into battle. God is calling you to be his disciple, to be formed in virtue and holiness. He has appointed you as an ambassador of his kingdom, to go and represent him to his people. And he's enlisted you as a soldier of Christ, to be sent out to fight for the good in this world. You are not made to make excuses, time for you to take extreme ownership for your life, for all of your life. It's time to rise up and finally be the man or woman you were created to be. Follow God. Lead others. And never surrender. It is time to begin seeking excellence. sitting here trying to come up with an original um intro and she's failed i have failed about 10 times about 10 times i had a great line and what was it what was i gonna say i will not speak of it guess who's back oh gosh back again (laughs) josie's back sorry we're having way too much fun tonight um and it's gonna be a fun podcast episode because we have a guest here with me again um but i'm not gonna introduce her yet so you're gonna have to hold the phone um hold the phone yeah hold the phone all right um yeah today we're actually i'm gonna actually get serious and intro the topic but um today We're actually going to be talking all about sports and the virtue of play in our lives and how it's very important to our spiritual lives as well. Um, Because I think it's easy, you know, the deeper we get in our faith to want to get too serious um, and kind of throw off all the things of the world as trivial and unimportant. Um, And honestly, I'm speaking from the heart a lot uh, when I say that the older I've gotten, the more my prayer life has deepened 
the more honestly, like, I just had a hard time doing things I enjoy for the pure enjoyment of them. Um, you know, I, I start becoming God's quote unquote, like task doer, um, wanting to do all for him. Um, so I view things that I might enjoy as, you know, unimportant because I think they're trivial, right? Um, maybe you've experienced this, maybe not, uh, but that's just my experience. Um, but I actually wanted to start off by reading a quote from G.K. Chesterton that will honestly knock your socks off. Actually, I don't know if it will knock your socks off, but knock my socks off. So hopefully it does. It's serious. That's like hard, kind of hard to say, knock your socks off like five times. Anyways, um, here's the quote. I was going to say it. He says, the true object of all human life is to play. Earth is a task garden. Heaven is a playground. Um, yeah. Heaven is a playground. Earth is a task garden. So like, wow. Um, and I think this just really goes back to what Jesus says about the kingdom of heaven belonging to children. And why does he say this? Because they know how to play, you know, they know how to receive love. Children know better than anyone how to live in love and simplicity, which is what we're all called to. But I think somehow we lose this key element of our identity as we get older uh, because we become too focused on productivity and doing things for God rather than first living into our, our identity as beloved children. Um, and I know that's a long intro, but the reason I'm bringing it up like that is because one of the key elements of my life and the way I played um, and enjoyed life growing up was through sports. Um, my six siblings and I were all competitive collegiate athletes. I always knew that I was playing sports to glorify God with my abilities. But I think honestly, like looking back, I always viewed what I did um, in, on, on sport in sports, like on the tennis court, almost as less important than what other people were doing um, for the kingdom, maybe like more practically in ministry or just doing bigger things. Um, I just didn't think that playing tennis or glorifying God with my athletic ability was as important. Um, and since I retired from my brief professional career back in 2018, I've noticed myself caring less and less about sports and play in general. Um, subconsciously, I think I, I, I've fallen into the trap of thinking it's a waste of time and thinking more obvious ways of evangelizing are more important. Um, I've become so focused on doing things for God rather than being a child in his playground as I once was uh, growing up. Um, so it actually wasn't until recently when my younger sister Maria uh, wrote her final thesis in college uh, titled Sport at the Service of the Spirit, the Christian Vision of Sport, that my mind was really open to the ways that I wasn't truly living into my fullest identity. Um, you know, in, in reading her thesis, I it kind of really struck my heart because I noticed how I was neglecting play in my own life. And it convicted me that I was not only neglecting play, but neglecting sport and neglecting the things that I once enjoyed. Um, and I was sacrificing them in order to be more productive in my ministry job or actively save souls. But um, reading her thesis really was a grace for me um, and opened my eyes to the way that play, specifically sports, um, is a unique space to foster and express our true, truest humanity. And 
I've been wanting to bring her on the podcast to dive into it too. So today we're in for a real treat because you get to hear from my one, my only sister, the younger sister in the wiser, smarter, more beautiful Maria Coleman. Maria, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I, and I also just want to put this little bio. Maria is the youngest, wisest, and coolest Coolman of the Coolman clan. Um, so she was a collegiate basketball player at Belmont Abbey College in North Carolina, where she majored in theology with minors in sports psychology and sport management. Um, she is currently going to go to, or she's currently going, she's about to move to Denver, Colorado in a couple of weeks to pursue a master's in theology from the Augustine Institute. And she's pretty much my favorite human. So Maria, super glad to have you on the podcast. Happy to be here. That was an extremely long, uh, yeah. long intro and I'm sorry to keep you waiting, yeah. but now the people are yours. Mm. Hello. <laughs> it is good to be here. It's good um, to, yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll, you'll come to know that Marie and I have um, very different personalities, <laughs> but it's, we, we share the same soul. So it's, it's wonderful. Um, but Maria, I guess to start things off, I just wanted to kind of walk through what you were talking about in your thesis, kind of give everybody a brief overview, and then I'll kind of ask you some specific questions about it. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Okay. Um, so you kind of, in, in your thesis, you kind of walk through four different things. You talk about, you define sports and why like humans are attracted to it. Then you talk about, um, how modern practices of sport fall short of the ideal. Mm -hmm. Um, then you talk about what a Christian vision of sport is before finally showing us how sports and is an opportunity for ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I just love the layout that you did. So I don't know, just to start things off in that first section, how would you like define sports and why are we attracted to it as human beings? Yeah, I thought it was really important to start with um, just the human side of sport and just mm -hmm. like the philosophical reason on like the, it's called like the anthropology, like why mm -hmm. we as like humans like are drawn to it. Um, and I think the best definition of sport that I found in my research was like a very simple, it's called, it, it was just competitive play. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that two words really summarize like the heart of sport, um, where the two pillars are competition and play, mm -hmm. but at the very heart, like play is the bigger, the bigger element, because that's what, um, as like, as human beings were drawn to participate in, um, play, which is basically any activity done for its own sake. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, things you do like children you don't have to teach them how to play they just know how to play instinctively and like they take joy in doing it there's nothing it's not done for any purpose like outside of itself mm -hmm. um which is so beautiful to reflect on like why we as adults sometimes tend to like veer away from play because we think it's like frivolous or non-serious but mm -hmm. why it's actually an integral part of like our humanity and who we are and like we only truly thrive by engaging in it because that's, that's truly how our Lord made us. And so it's really, mm. I thought it was really neat to start off the, the beginning of my thesis just with like, yeah, researching like the actual, the humanity and like why, um, just the basics of like why human beings are drawn to, to play um, mm -hmm. and just how sport is an opportunity um, to fulfill that human need of like playfulness. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and, and when you're just talking, 
I love how you approach it from the, just the human side, because it's not, obviously you integrate it with faith and it all comes back to how God created us. But like people have a desire to like innate desire to play, regardless Mm -hmm. of whether they know God or not, that's just like innate in them. And you see it in children. And like, as you were talking, it was, I, I got this thought of like, like when we become adults, right. There's so many people that are you know lack balance in their lives or are searching for things and like who they are and a lot of times they neglect play like do you do, I mean we can get into this, into this later too but like do you think that might be a part of like people's dissatisfaction or like um just not living into their truest identity yeah absolutely it feels funny because in my thesis I have to like cite all my sources <laughs> here I can just talk so freely it's awesome um but yeah absolutely I could list off like all the names and I'll spare the references here but I'll keep we'll link it in the show yeah, notes yeah yeah all the yeah yeah I wonder Joseph can we Keeper, can we Johan Heisinga all those guys <laughs> can you pronounce their names I actually looked them all up but anyways um can we link your thesis in the show notes or is it not is it not published yet not published yet okay but eventually eventually it will be published yeah um but you were saying about um just like yeah do you think that plays a role in like how so many people are dissatisfied Mm -hmm. in our culture and I think absolutely because when you place work um and productivity and efficiency Mm -hmm. as like the goal of you know human life and what we're doing like it's if you think about the typical entrepreneur, you know, yeah. granted there's many exceptions to the rule. I'm just, you know, throwing out like a generalization of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. but it's just like, you want to get to the next thing. So you make more money mm-hmm. and you want to go on vacation so that you can re- get rejuvenated to work more. Mm-hmm. And work is like the central um, component of their lives. It's not play. The purpose of play in their life of leisure or whatever vacation they go on or just spending time you know, going for a walk, like that's for the purpose of getting rejuvenated for work, which is totally at odds with um, the human and the Christian, because they're the same, um, sure, yeah. the Christian view of reality, yeah. um, or not the view of reality, just reality. Yeah, um, that, that was actually one thing when I was reading through that, um, that really stuck out to me in this section was how like in modern society how we view play as frivolous and see leisure I love how you said this you see leisure as a means to an end Mm -hmm. right so you just mentioned it but we see leisure more now as like rest like a pause in work for the purpose of getting rejuvenated for more work like Mm -hmm. we don't see it as just like resting into our child likeness like playing like just for the pure enjoyment of it to be the beloved you know mm-hmm. what I mean like God's children um which I think is really hard like I I like I don't I don't play well like mm-hmm. I'm realizing that as an adult and that's something that like I want to get better at but like that's why I loved reading this um I just think it's so important yeah and just the fact of like recovering that element of play like the Lord knows you know the times in your life where like you've been sort of sometimes not always your own fault but mm-hmm. like you've been kind of ripped of that joy of play in certain ways whether that's yeah some of it is our own fault but some of it is also external like just the situations and circumstances we find sure. ourselves in like yeah you know unfortunately some children have to grow up very fast and like mm-hmm. they don't necessarily think about oh playing sports when they have to take care of their sick yeah. grandma or mm-hmm. you know they have to help make ends meet with their family mm-hmm. and so that kind of gets taken away from them but um, I would argue that like, even if in those moments, like you can have 
um, and those children, obviously they learn as they grow, like you can have a playful element in like play is characterized by like freedom and creativity and joy mm. and just like the experience of pure, like, yeah, like getting lost in just the joy of play. Like that mm. can be experienced even when you're, even when you're doing like any activity, if that makes yeah. sense. So like the playful component of life goes far beyond sport or anything, mm. or just, you know, it's almost like, I mean, it sounds weird, but like, it's almost like a state of mind in the sense that like, it's, it's resting enough to like not not having the the doing mode of mind where um Marie and I are per- currently reading the mindful catholic by Greg Patero it's a great book but he talks about the doing versus being state of mind and when we're in a doing state of mind we're always focused on productivity whereas like when we're in the being state of mind, we're more able to rest. And I, I love how you mentioned creativity, right? Because you, you talked about in your thesis, how playfulness is our participation in the playfulness of the creator, right? Mm-hmm. Like God created us and he's the ultimate creative, right? Mm-hmm. And like, when we learn to play, when we learn to do things we truly enjoy just for the pure enjoyment of them, we participate in his creativity, mm-hmm. you know? And like, that is so cool in his playfulness like yeah god like it's in scripture like wisdom played before the lord i can't remember the exact verse off the top of my head but like yeah yeah like when we play we're truly participating in the playfulness of god mm-hmm. and that sounds weird because our brains are so wired against that rationality mm-hmm. because it's like oh like play is secondary you know yeah but no i think that quote that you mentioned from Chesterton in the beginning like earth is a task garden heaven is a playground mm-hmm. like it shifts your whole mindset of, like what's most important mm-hmm. um and how like all of our yeah yeah all of our pursuits in this life should be ordered towards that ultimate that ultimate rest of resting in the lord and like playing in the lord which is <laughs> basically each you know eternal life is nothing yeah i mean one way to 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 put it is like yeah playing in the lord and i love that i didn't put that in my thesis so maybe that can be a little like footnote on that could be the title playing in the lord. <laughs> but yeah i think that's very true and like yeah it's just a very beautiful reality that sometimes we are so closed off to because of you know just the the mindsets that we fall into with so many traps of the present culture yeah and that that brings me back to something that's been the Lord's really been revealing in my life. And again, it goes back to being a bad player um, is that I'm trying to learn to receive well, because, and this, this really struck me when I first heard it a couple months ago, but like our first identity lies in being loved, not in loving. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, cause that, like that is our identity. We don't exist unless we're loved by the father. Mm-hmm. And so like we have to live into that identity. So we have to be before we do. And so we have to play before we work, mm-hmm. you know, um, this, it sounds so countercultural and obviously we're not saying like sit on your bum all day and yeah. do nothing. And like, you know, and we're, and we're, we're not talking about play as like play video games all day. And like, you know, yeah. we're talking about actual rest, creativity, doing things you enjoy doing for the pure enjoyment of right. them um because anything can be distorted like any type of play you can say well like sport yeah yeah when it's practiced you know in the wrong way it can be a source of great detriment to the virtue you know the natural formation of the human person just like their character and everything like you see so many athletic displays today that are just 
disgusting and repulsive because mm-hmm. their, their pride and egoism is so evident through yeah. their, their pursuits. And like, I hate to put it that, I mean, no, it's true. sorry, but not sorry to put it so bluntly. Like, you know, a lot of athletic displays today are absolutely like, you know, they're just, yeah, very saddening. And like, mm-hmm. they make you kind of lose lose some some hope um, well, at times I think it it makes it honestly you get disgusted with it and yeah. um for the longest time that's like honestly that was my dream growing up was to be a professional tennis player mm-hmm. so I could be that good role model because I didn't see good role models yeah. you know and unfortunately sport has gotten so distorted um which I think obviously moves well into the second part of your thesis. You talk about how modern practices of sport fall short Mm -hmm. um, of the ideal. Um, But can you talk a little bit about like what you went into as to why that is? Because you talked about like that consumerist mindset in sport, which I thought was really interesting. Like you talked about sport resembling more of a business Mm -hmm. um, in which distorts the principles of sport. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think with consumerism, like basically you know the best thing is always or your pursuit of what you think the best thing is is pursued at whatever cost it takes whether that's the cost of stepping over another person Mm -hmm. or like taking whatever you need you know it's putting your desire for whatever you want above the good of the other Mm -hmm. and which is totally um non-christian right it's diabolical (laughs) diabolical (laughs) take that (laughs) go to hell satan (laughs) But, but yeah, just that, like, you know, I think, um, Pope John Paul II and Pope Francis, they both, and Pope Benedict also spoke about just how, like, the harmful effects of the consumer's mindset of, like, use and discard. Mm-hmm. Pope, Pope John Paul II referred to it as the culture of, like, I think the culture of death, like, his references to that show, um, they have a lot of similarities with, like, Pope Francis' throwaway culture, that yeah. term he uses, mm-hmm. um, because at the end of the day, like, what are those terms except describing a culture where um like the eye is put first like i'm put first mm-hmm. and others are put down um and it's just like pursuing what you want at the cost and expense of anyone else yeah and it's gosh it's so it's so hard it's just so easy to fall into that trap especially in like competitive mm-hmm. sports i think it's easier when we're talking about play in general just like you know, um, go and do something for the enjoyment of it. But like you and I both being competitive athletes, you know, that when you step on the court, like you're there to win, yeah. you know? And so you talk about like this mindset, seeing the other person as the enemy mm-hmm. rather than like a competitor you're competing yeah. against to bring out the best in each other. Um, and I think, I mean, gosh, like I was like, yeah, I basically, I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't like actually think they were my enemy right. for, for the two and a half hours I was on it. So no, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. I'm going to beat the crap out of you. So it's very easy to start viewing them just as an object rather yeah. than a person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. What, what do you think the, the remedy is for that? Because like, gosh, just knowing how competitive we are as athletes, Mm -hmm. it's easy to put winning above. I mean, obviously you're playing to give glory to God, but like it's easy to like, you know, I want to win. Right. Rather than seeing the holistic perspective view of sports of like, Hey, we're doing this to build virtue, bring out the best of each other. And sure. Yes. We want to win, but like, that's not the the most important. Right. That's not the ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so true. And a couple like 
you asked first about just like examples of the consumer's mindset in uh-huh. sport and just touch touch on that like yeah. that can be seen in so many areas whether it's like um a professional athlete pursuing you know the biggest extension to get the most money or you know the middle school or who just like strikes his chest every score of the touchdown yeah yeah and just just so many little ways or even you know yeah what you talked about like how you view the other opponent um and also the way coaches interact with players and like use them in as a means of like to get the end goal that they want mm. rather than to form the the young person mm. um and so those are just a few ways that like the consumerist mindset has like infiltrated sport um but to continue into what you were saying about like the competition element of mm. it and how like yeah we're not called to be when when I say we're we're called to use sport as a means to like elevate the human person uh, that can be mis, misinterpreted like oh yeah we're just out there to have a good time like you know <laughs> yeah, like yeah. if you've met Joe or I you know like we're both <laughs> very competitive you just see us play ping pong oh yeah um but like we want to yeah we want to win um, but I think here it's important to go back again to like competitive play mm. and what is competition in the English dictionary. It's like defined as, um, like, gosh, I have the, the exact definition of my thesis, but it's basically like, um, gosh, what did I say for the competition to compete is like to pursue, um, some goal to like, assert your dominance over someone else Mm -hmm. it was something along those lines whereas when you look at the root of the word compete it actually comes from the latin word patere which means (laughs) (laughs) just from very few you sound really smart right now (laughs) no sorry i'm not trying to no i'm just kidding she's not flexing on us I truly thought this was so beautiful. It's the one where yeah, I didn't share it. Go on. Sorry. Not trying to sound intellectual, but patere means to strive. Mm-hmm. And then the Latin prefix com means with. So com- mm. comp- to compete literally means to strive with or to seek with, which is so transformative to yeah. our view of competition in today's culture. Because yes, you could play, you know, tennis, you could play tennis and see your opponent as a human being made in the image likes of God and say, Oh, that person is pushing me to become the best, best tennis player that I can be. And I am going to use all of my power, all of my skill to try to win this match. But at the end of the day, we're both striving for excellence. We're bringing out the best in the other person. Mm. So like that, that beautiful, like re um, yeah, that like rediscovering of what competition really is is so important and I think that's like a main way that it can be refostered in today's culture which is oh gosh this is that just stirred up so many things within me but um but I think that's why like I've never put a word on it but that's why like you know when you anybody that's played athletics or has competed in anything loves when they're really pushed by someone Mm -hmm. and that's like the most beautiful competitions and when you see someone playing their hearts out and like competing really hard against against each other because they bring out the best Mm -hmm. and even now like being a retired athlete we were talking a couple weeks ago how we don't get that very much Mm -hmm. anymore 
But honestly, even playing ping pong against yeah. you like two weeks ago, it's intense. It got so intense that we, we were literally <laughs> it's like, "Good, you're drawn to that because yeah, yeah that's because, part of the way the Lord made us." <laughs> because you're like pursuing excellence in that, and it's like that playfulness, but the competitive yeah. aspect of that playfulness that's like, wow, so beautiful and transformative. And like, I think this if if I would have read this thesis when I was still like competing, you know, like it's just like I don't know, it just opens up a whole new world. So um yeah it definitely transformed my own view and like it was kind of cool because I was able to do the research like throughout the year so like mm. I still had my season left to play and I was yeah. like it helped me with my perspective and so many things I was it was just so cool to apply it to like real life situations and practice and games you yeah know? and just it was really a beautiful experience and I'm so grateful that like I chose to do my thesis on this sure because I, I initially I also struggled with those temptations of like oh well like my major is theology, you know, like that's sports, so much that deeper does not sport, sound yeah. like it would fit. Um, I don't know what my professors, my classmates would think. Like, is this mm. intellectual enough? Is it like, you know, spiritual enough? Come to find, heck yeah, it is. <laughs> like, yeah. So I was, yeah, just so grateful. And yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's it's awesome. Um, so I want to move into now kind of the third part that you touched in about the Christian vision of sport, right? So basically what you just said, you're like, is this like holy enough or deep enough to talk mm-hmm. about like this sports? Can you say sports are holy? Like, yeah, you can. And the church supports the, the Christian vision of sports, but like, what does that mean? So I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah. I think when sport is actually practiced as competitive play and not the distortions of it, like mm-hmm. when it's, um, truly a place for people to you know strive to excel and use all their gifts and talents and abilities to cultivate them and to use them if you're you know a basketball player to mm-hmm. use them the best your abilities on the court like mm-hmm. push your teammates in practice push your opponents in the games like um that is something that is truly cherished by the church and mm. like especially Pope John Paul II he yeah. is known as like the sportsman's pope oh really um, yeah I didn't know that. um uh but just like the way that he sees sport as so um just such an incredible way for people who wouldn't necessarily um come to church come to church or things like that like they can encounter God in a special way through the practice of sport when it's Mm. practiced in the right way which is why it's so important for the church to to enter into the world of sport and like Mm. yes there are a lot of harmful things that can happen in sport, which is why the church has such a big responsibility as Christ does with anything to redeem sport. Yeah. Because it's not enough to just play sports. Like you have to play sports with the broader perspective of, Oh, I am like, we need coaches and mentors and um, athletic directors who mm-hmm. truly put the well-being of the human person at the forefront. And what is the well-being of the human person except their growth in mind, body, and soul. Mm. Um, and so just like keeping the human person at the heart of sport is what Pope Paul II and Pope Francis and Pope Benedict um, talked a lot, you know, talked yeah. a lot about in their documents and their papacies. Yeah. Um, so yeah. No, I love that. And, and I think you touched on too, just like how humans are unity of body and soul, mm. right? Um, so what we do with the body like matters and is meaningful. And like, the incarnation so like god becoming man um 
like in doing that, like Christ redeemed all of humanity, everything, including play, including mm-hmm. sport, including like every, anything we could do, like he, he redeemed and made beautiful and like is a way to enter into like our, our, um, you know, identity mm-hmm. as, in, in union with God. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I thought that was really cool how you talked about that as how play can be like if viewed rightly, like can be an encounter with the divine. Mm-hmm. Um, can you speak into that a little bit? Because I feel like for some listeners, you may be like, what, what, like, what do you mean? <laughs> like you're going to encounter God in like in a tennis match, like or a basketball yeah. game? Like, yeah, I think there's a couple ways you can tackle it, but I think my personal favorite is talking about the beauty of sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like when you see, you know, the Olympics just happen, like yeah. when I see a gymnast competing, like I am like literally struck. Like I will, I, basketball is my favorite sport, but like, I love gymnastics. I love watching gymnastics. Yeah. Like I literally sometimes just YouTube like gymnastics. Do you really? Yes. I, I love that. Um, because it's just so beautiful and like amazing. And it's like, wow, like the things that they can do with mm-hmm. their body. And so what I think the most important point to make here is like any true mark of beauty in a person, um, is a reflection of the beauty of God. Mm-hmm. And so like, whether we recognize it or not, any truth, goodness, or beauty within a human creature is a reflection of the goodness, truth, and beauty of the Lord. Sure, yeah. And so like, we have to attune, like become attuned to that and open our eyes to that because yes, you're right. So many people, they don't recognize that. And I'm, I'm at fault too. Like, sure, I, yeah. I certainly don't, don't um, live up to that like yeah, vision properly every single day, but, um, I think it's just so beautiful how, like, yeah, the beauty of sport, so, like, when you can go into a beautiful cathedral, it's, like, mm. oh, my gosh, like, it really raises your eyes to all awesome. yeah, yeah, and it's, like, and so, same thing with art, and just, like, the beauty of art, it's, like, wow, it just, like, points you beyond yourself to that, like, transcendental, mm-hmm. um, and so, the same thing is with sport, because sport is, um something that is fundamentally it's a it's a human thing to do like everyone plays so it's mm-hmm. like yeah that can also be uh, a means of lifting people's eyes to the lord mm-hmm. um yeah 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 i i wanted it with that it reminded me of the quote you put from um is it gaudium etzbes mm-hmm. um that's the um vatican two vatican two vatican two document it says nothing genuine human genuinely human fails to raise an echo in the hearts of christ's followers so it's like like that if you see the beauty like um like when you see just yeah like christ redeemed all of humanity and when you see that beauty lived out you can't help but like be awestruck and a lot of people probably don't recognize it they're awestruck because it's a reflection of their creator Mm -hmm. but like that's where i feel like we as christians um we need to enter into sport we need people with the right mindset to show them like wow like that i'm doing i'm participating in the in the god's creativity right Mm -hmm. now like that's why i'm like feel so alive when doing this that's why i'm drawn to it that's why i'm in awe at yeah. watching it and like a, a sure testament of it is like people literally pay money not to play but to watch other people play I like, know. <laughs> like you pay money to watch people play sports yeah. or you know like and that in itself is a testament to like why we are why are we so drawn to it because mm-hmm. it resonates with something deep in our in our identity as mm-hmm. human beings and like yeah made in the image likeness of god like his beloved children who who love to play mm-hmm. and like 
that beauty that we witness on, you know, even if we're just a spectator watching, you yeah. know, if I'm watching you play tennis or if I'm watching a basketball game or if I'm watching gymnastics, like that I'm so drawn to that. And maybe, maybe I'm not attuned to the reality of why I'm drawn to it, mm-hmm. but just the very fact that I'm drawn to it attests to the truth that yes, that is a reflection of the creator's beauty. So like, yeah. I just, that was probably the most transformative piece of this, this, uh, yeah just research and everything and it, I mean it, it goes to a much broader sense too of not just sport not just play but literally everything in this world is meant to draw us to the creator's very theology of the body of, oh yeah and the focus but I added that part about beauty after was it his Christopher West beauty and longing that podcast. Uh, great podcast oh, by Christopher West it was that, awesome about beauty and longing um yeah was that pints of Aquinas or was that on uh, that was discerning marriage the one. discerning marriage podcast yeah. um, check that out if you haven't yeah, yeah. but link yeah. in the show notes it's not what you say <laughs> yeah, link in the show notes. Yeah, I don't know if that's what you say I've just yeah. people say yeah you know we can link hopefully nathan anyways um yeah but lastly maria um the last part of your thesis you you kind of pivoted to how sports is unique opportunity for christian ministry um i think we touched on it a little bit but if we can kind of go into that you talked a lot about how like honestly we're the church is responsible for reclaiming sports Mm -hmm. and play for what it should be um yeah yeah i think it was Pope Benedict. Here I am with my references again. Yeah. Um, he talks about sport as like the frontier of the new evangelization. Mm. No, that was definitely JP2. Oh, yeah, definitely JP2. But, anyways, like the frontier. They're all Peter, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Like the frontier of the new evangelization in the sense that, like, um, yeah, people who, have, who may have heard the name of Christ and they know what, you know, the basics of Christianity, but they're not authentically living mm. out the faith um they can come to an awareness through sport if it's properly directed mm-hmm. um to grow and yeah the natural virtues um to be drawn to the lord to the beauty of sport and just like mm-hmm. also the collaboration with like other people i think that's a huge huge key of like how um yeah modern like sport in the modern world can lead people to grow closer to Christ. I've seen it in like my own life and basketball obviously is a team sport. Like I have met and like played with, yeah, girls who like, I wouldn't have known without basketball. If that makes sense. It is just so cool how like it draws people from absolutely everywhere, from every culture, background, every, you know, status. Like it's so cool um, because you're all equal on the team. Like you're all striving for the same goal. And so it's like, you recognize the dignity of each human person. And I think it's so, so necessary now to like reclaim that fostering of like the dignity and beauty of each human person. And Mm. I think that's totally thrown out the window today, even on sports teams, because like, yeah, just so many, so many teammates don't truly understand. Like when you're striving for something, like you're all going to sacrifice for one another, Yeah, you know, if it's authentically uh like a true team yeah who's actually living out sport in the true sense of the word like yeah you're going to sacrifice for that person next to you you are going to put your life on the line for that person and it's just like so incredible and it leads you to the sacrificial love of christ on the cross yeah um and just yeah yeah anyways yeah no gosh i love that so much it's like and that's what sports like good coaches emphasize Mm -hmm. right is the selflessness and they're teaching virtue without maybe mentioning god's name you know um and 
I love it. I think it was Benedict that said referred to sport as the courtyard to the Gentiles. Yeah, that's good. Um, you go, girl. Yeah, well, I, I wrote it down. Oh, it was, it was, it was <laughs> oh I missed that. <laughs> yeah. Because I loved it so much. But yeah, yeah the courtyard to the Gentiles. Um, but again, like, I think this goes out to everywhere, right? Like, my job currently is ministry within the church. So, like, the people I'm ministering to are mostly already Catholic trying, I'm Mm -hmm. trying to develop leaders, trying to dive deeper into their faith. But like most people today are in their secular businesses, secular jobs, careers, um, sport, music, entertainment, like whatever it may be. And it's like, that is your mission field, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're called to, to recognize the beauty in your industry and highlight that as an echo of the divine, mm-hmm. you know, not to get caught up in the competitiveness to the, the you false know, competitiveness, the, fall, <laughs> the false competitiveness to the like dog eat dog mentality yeah. and like the, the climbing up the ladder and like all of this, but to truly like bring out the best in those around you mm-hmm. and like pursue excellence together. Like that is, that is seeking excellence, seeking excellence. No, Pony. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> um yeah it's just it it comes full circle which is why like I mean we're talking about sport in this podcast but it really goes to like Mm -hmm. everything like everything else um yeah yeah it does because the the end goal of all of our human activity is you know participation in the the Mm -hmm. love of the triune god so like Mm -hmm. yeah and any human activity you know is it's meant to be an invitation to participate in that. So that's why it all is connected, you know? Sure. Sure. Man. I know we've been going for a bit, but one, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you here at the end is um, just like, how do you think we can reclaim the virtue of play in everyday life? Like, you know, I, I think it's natural, right. That we have to grow up. We can't save children forever. We naturally take on responsibilities, duties, jobs, careers, family life, all this. And we have all these things. Play seems to be on the back burner. Right. Um, yeah. Like, how do you think we can integrate that? Even if like, maybe we don't have time to go out and like rest every day or something or play, play what we love to do, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that looks different in everybody's life because everyone has different like interests and mm-hmm. they, they play differently, um, which is kind of cool to think about. Like yeah. we're all just created so uniquely. It's mm-hmm. like even our experience of play is different. Um, like yeah. the way I play would be much different than the way you choose to well, play. Well, it's funny you say that. One of my goals this year was I recognize that I don't play well. I'm like, I need to rediscover how I play as an adult. Yeah. Like, you know, like what and, do I do for fun? And something I think it just was, to enjoy it, not yeah. because like other people are doing it, but like if I'm just by myself, what do I like to do? You just enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And something helpful here, I think I'm pretty sure it was Sister Miriam in one of her podcasts. Abiding she's the together. one on abiding together. Yeah. yeah. She talked about how some of the the deepest parts of our identity are most evident in childhood. And so what I like to do is to think back to when I was a chubby kid. <laughs> she was a chubby kid. I was kid, the y'all. ultimate hashtag fat kid. Um, but thinking back to like, what did I like to do as a kid? Like, and just kind of, yeah, just reflecting on that and also just saying like, okay, maybe it's not, maybe I'm not riding my scooter around, but that does make, you know, it makes you think just about like things that you might still be interested in this many years later. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you, when you say like, what kind of do you practically speaking like every day to rest or to play, 
to be at leisure. Um, while it does look differently in everybody's life, I think one crucial part of it is to put the phone down mm. because no, taking a walk and listening to this podcast is not playing. <laughs> yes, you might be rejuvenated and recharged, but like playing is being attuned to like the realities of life and not doing it for the purpose of like, you're not even doing it to grow in knowledge. Like mm. usually when I listen to a podcast, I have an end goal of like getting a little bit yep. more knowledgeable, but yep. like, no, just put a phone down and just do something. Like whether it's a walk, whether it's, you know, playing tennis, whether it's, you know, going to the beach, like, you know, or, just reading a book, like anything like that, yeah. sipping your coffee, rocking your, you know, rocking your baby. Like oh, so many things can be, you know, that that moment of like play and encounter with with our lord and like our lord loves he takes joy in watching us play mm-hmm. and so like resting in that and being okay with play that. with the lord yeah exactly because yes. yeah anyways and it's it's funny when you're just talking and i was naturally thinking of um you know if you're if anybody listening to this is married and has kids like playing with your kids mm-hmm. is play because that's one thing I recognize they that like you. they teach kids teach you to play because when you're when you're building Legos with the kid or doing matchbox cars or like <laughs> you're you're not doing it for productivity's sake and honestly it's hard to enter into when uh-huh. you're in the the doing state of mind when you're in that productivity mode it's hard to kind of put our phone down and just go play with a kid mm-hmm. because we're not used to just like being or at least like if you're used to productivity, you're not, if you're used to playing, it might be easier for you. Um, but that's, yeah, that's a, I think children are a great way to learn, like to teach you to play. So if you want to learn to play, like go hang out with kids on the playground. Yeah. And just that amount of like trust that they have of like, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm fine. Like I don't need to worry about anything. I'm just going to be in the present moment and and be content in the present. It's it's such a beautiful like witness Mm -hmm. through, through children, you know? Mm -hmm. Gosh, I love it. And I could keep talking to you um, for hours about this. And maybe we will. Maybe we'll grab another beer and keep talking. So. Um, but anyways, Maria, any final closing thoughts? Um, any last words, so to speak, on this podcast? Last words. I mean, no, maybe, not my last Maybe words, we'll have you, maybe we'll have you on again. But oh. you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So that is true. Amen. These might be your final words. Memento more. Memento. What is that saying? Remember your death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, anyways, <laughs> final words. Um, yeah. No, I think I'm, I'm pretty much summed it up. I mean, the main thing in this life is to know, love, and serve the Lord, like the Catechism says. So, like, <laughs> you can do that. Um, whether you're playing or whether and even if you're working you can approach it with a play you know a playful mentality not in the sense of like frivolousness but just like freedom and creativity and joy if you mm-hmm. like if you open that up to the lord so mm-hmm. i just yeah I encourage you guys to like yeah open your hearts to the lord and as josie was saying like you know she struggled but certainly that's not her own only her struggle of like receiving love mm-hmm. i think we all struggle with that in one way or another. So like just opening your heart to receive, receive the Lord's love so that like you can truly make every single thing that you do like a prayer and an encounter with the Lord. Um, and yeah. So gosh, I'm fired up. I need to go play ping pong. Yeah, seriously. All right. I'm down. All right, let's go. All right. Can you close us out in prayer, Maria, before we go sure. hit, the, hit the ping pong table? Absolutely. <laughs>
before I beat you. Uh, yeah, right. But I will still recognize you as a beautiful human being. Made the image like this. Wow, you're the best. <laughs> In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, uh, we just thank you for the gift of this day. Thank you for all of our many blessings. Thank you for uh, just the love that you um, have given to us. The very fact that we exist is a sure proof of your love for us. Please help us to open our hearts to receive your love um, in ever deeper ways. Help us to recognize that each moment of our lives has purpose, to recognize that you have a specific mission for us that only we can accomplish. Um, please help us to keep our eyes fixed on you, to rediscover just the joy and creativity and freedom um, that you have made, have, have made for us and that help us to participate in that. Um, help us to reclaim and refoster um, true sport and help us, um, especially those in the field of athletics, to be um, good servant leaders and just witnesses of your great love um, through the way that we interact with teammates and coaches. Um, and Lord, we just ask that uh, you help us to just fulfill our daily duties, whatever those may be, uh, with a spirit of love and devotion. We ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Maria. It's been a pleasure and a joy. Um, yeah. I'm honored. Until next time, y'all. See you later. See ya.